0: Welcome to the Avoiding Chores Podcast. I am your host, Jim Sear. This is the podcast where we talk about outdoor recreation and stuff that I do to avoid doing my chores around the house and maybe at work too, depending on the day. You know, it's lockdown. Anyway, hopefully you'll enjoy this episode. We talk about a couple of uh, topics. We'll do some Q&As and then have a few rambles and hopefully you'll find that interesting. Q&A time. This is where we take a look at questions posted either on AvoidingChores.com, based on videos on YouTube and a few other spots. Let's get to it right now. One of them is from Tony and he was looking at the instinct swimming activity video and he was wondering what the int distance means. I assume it's for interval distance when you're doing laps That's the whole part or the whole purpose of that swimming activity. It's more or less uh, helping you to do your laps. Uh, Another uh, question here from Dr. T. Uh, It says here that his alerts on the Vivo Active 3 don't work for some reason. Uh, Do you know how to fix this? Uh, Alerts are always a little bit tricky. Now, I don't have the Vivo 3 with me. Um, I'm up to the 4 now. Uh, typically the things that we would take a look at is either double-check. It depends on the type of alert, right? So if I'm assuming you're doing an alert based on heart rate, uh, make sure that your user profile it has the right numbers so that when you're doing an activity, and that's the other thing too, the alerts sometimes would only work with an activity. So for example, if you set up generic alerts to be in a zone... I don't know four or five just to make sure that you don't train too hard during a run, and you just do a regular running activity. You don't have a pre-programmed workout or nothing like that. Just a straight run, uh, then that alert would kick in at uh, that point. But it wouldn't uh, go off uh, at norm regularly, right? So you need to be still be doing an activity in order for those alerts to r- to run, especially if you're setting it at a global level. But yeah, usually it's a little tricky. Uh question here from uh, Tino. He was wondering if the Garmin speak, if it, it will work in Italy. It should, uh, as long as uh, Garmin navigation works. And they do have European products, so it should work. It works in Canada, so... This should work there uh, the biggest thing is you need to be paired to a smartphone and that smartphone need to have access to data as soon as you're not within cell range or data coverage then you're you're, you're kind of screwed uh let's see here uh phoenix three uh geo is asking here is he wants to view the waypoints uh f- taken from the watch, which is the Phoenix three. Uh, And uh, either look at it at the phone or on PC in the map. There's a couple ways you can go about it. Um, I can't remember if Garmin Explore supports the Phoenix 3. And that's one place where you can get it to sync activities. Um, Because that's the whole point of the Explore app. The Explore app has a very small number of supported devices. Map 66, inReaches... Uh, the instinct. I I don't know. Probably the Phoenix Six. I don't know about the three. But when you do sync it to Garmin Explore, uh, not only do you have your breadcrumbs, will also save uh, waypoints and I think uh, routes too. I I don't know if it supports it. If it is, then that kind of solves your problem. Uh, otherwise, the easiest way is just to use plug uh, plug in the device via the USB cable to your computer. And you're going to use Garmin Basecamp. And that is the mapping software, the free mapping software that Garmin provides. And when you have those two together, uh, that should sync up uh, into your library tracks and waypoints for you to use. The other way to do while you're still plugged into USB is to open up. If you're using Windows, you'll see the Garmin drive show up as an additional drive, just like when you plug in a USB stick. Same thing on the Mac too. When you open it up, You'll see a subfolder called GPX. And inside of that, you'll see a couple files. I think it's just one called waypoints.gpx. And I think there's latest or there's a few others in there. I mean, grab those. And those are your uh, GPX file. And then you can import that wherever you want afterwards. Uh, Kyle. Kyle has a question here on the Kodiak Canvas truck tent. And uh, he was making more of a comment. He was asking, he has a tonneau cover. And he was wondering if... Um, he can uh, use the Kodiak truck tent even though his tunnel cover has clamps and rails on the side of the the truck bed and probably the answer is going to be no Uh, the biggest issue with uh, the Kodiak canvas truck tent is that it needs not only the top of the bed rails to be clear so that you can actually put the rail to support the tent on it it also uses c-clamps so if you have some tunnel covers a lot you know, you have to put another set of rails and another set of C-clamps, that might be too much obstruction in there. Now, if you had a a tonneau cover that kind of rolls up and the actual hardware is only about maybe like a foot in, uh, then depending on the length of your uh, truck bed, uh, you'll be able to put the tent no problem. So for example, on my truck, uh, I have the back rack and the bracket kind of just extends about maybe 12 inches and uh, and then the, the rails for the actual tent is like a further foot down, so it's no problem whatsoever. Same thing if you have a toolbox. As long as, you know, it's kinda in that upper corner of the truck bed, you're fine. Uh, let's see here, another one here on the Garmin Instinct. So when he's doing activity, like a bike activity, can he go back to the actual time screen? I mean, the basic watch screen to see what time it is without losing tracking of activity. Uh, yes, you can on the Instinct because I discovered this also. I needed to do this also. Uh, basically, you hold, you press and hold the back or lap button on the Garmin Instinct for a few seconds. I believe that brings you back to the main watch face. Or it's one of those buttons brings you to the main watch face. And then you just press start and that will bring you back to the activity screens. But it doesn't pause or you don't restart the activity. So that's that was the easy way to do that. You can also adjust the data screens to show the time of day. So you have like four, I think, three data screens on default and then you have an HR specific screen and then I think you have a navigation screen. So you can pick one of those. Very rarely if you do bike, for example, you probably want nice big data fields and have it on auto scroll. One of them could be just date, day of time or time of day or have one maybe a data screen where you have your trip computer. So time of day, distance, now average speed that kind of stuff. Uh let's see here what else we got. Another one on the Kodiak Canvas truck tent, uh do these tents have to be taken down when you drive at slow speeds? Answer is yes. Although you can if you if you do want to move it for let's say you're within the campsite and you want to go down a couple sites that's usually safe and Kodiak has responded that is pretty safe. But if you're Wanting to drive like 20 miles an hour or so, that probably uh, probably not the safest thing to do here. Uh, let's see here. Another one. Uh, he has a uh, Tea Chops. <laughs> has a Garmin Forerunner 35. And is there a way to change the option for exercising? So he has run outdoor, run indoor, cardio, bike, and walk. So he was looking for a way to either remove a few of these options and to add like yoga and strength t- training. So, uh, the Garmin, uh, the Forerunner 35 is a very restricted, limited watch. You can only do so much with it. This is like the lowest end watch you can get. A lot of the customization options is just not there. So, you know, it's very limited for that. And I tend to believe that what you're describing is not possible. You can probably do that in the 200 series, but not on the 35, unfortunately. And what else? I think that's about it for the Garmin stuff. The last, I also got an email. Uh, one of them was, uh, I had a, he had an E-TREX 20, and he had maps, and all of a sudden the maps disappeared. He can only show the, um, uh, the worldwide global base map. And wondering ideas what you can do to try to get the maps back on. Maps on the E-TREX or on the handhelds are a little bit tricky. Couple things you can do since it's the twenty, it's a little bit older, uh, but your best bet is to plug it in via USB to your computer, and open up the the Garmin Drive. And as I recall, I haven't done this in a while, but as I recall, uh, there are some standard mapping files that you'll see in uh, the E-TREX twenty. There are dot IMG files, and one of them is your standard map, which is your global base map, and then you'll have something called gar map supplemental or sup dot img and those are the supplemental maps once upon a time you could take a custom map rename it to that and then override whatever was, whatever was there it could be just empty or or maybe it's not even there at all you do that and that will make the map display uh, you know success based on mileage you know you may that may may not work the other thing you can do is if the file is not corrupted and it's still sitting on your Garmin, uh, grab it out and try to import it into Garmin Basecamp. And once you've successfully imported, usually uh, I think on Windows, there's a folder location. You can just drop these uh, image files. And when you open up Basecamp, they're there. They're listed. They're part of your map options. Mac, I think is a little bit different. Um, it's a hidden folder. Uh, but I think if you're able to get that map into Basecamp, have it accessible, you can then select the map tiles and send to the device and let the Garmin software figure it out where to put it. Usually we'll put it in the Garmin folder. Uh, Once you have that there, uh, I don't know if the new version of Basecamp allows you to save it to SD. It's kind of wonky, but... Anyway, that is it for Q&As. If you have a question on Garmin or anything you see on the Avoiding Chores website, uh, you know what, Uh, go to anchor.fm slash avoiding chores and there's a little voicemail button there and definitely uh, leave a message. So I was reading an interesting article on The Verge the other day. They kind of explained the setup or the workflow that Seth Meyers was doing to deliver his uh late night show and same thing with Stephen Colbert and all those guys. Basically, any talking head that you see on TV that is working from home. And uh the article the 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 article basically saying iPads and AirPods. And it's true. I see AirPods in a significant increase in AirPods around here when I go on my walk here uh, and I see people with stuff. But uh, back to the story, it reminded me of a quote that I heard on the Pivot podcast saying that during this lockdown, what will we see with these TV productions, if they're able to extract 80% of the entertainment value while only using 20% of the production value. So if you look at the example in the article here, it says basically Seth Myers records using the front-facing iPad Pro camera, which is what I use right now. And then he airdrops it to his uh, MacBook, and then he drops it into Dropbox or Box, wherever, Cloud. And then his production crew downloads the files, and then they do a bunch of stuff. And then they go through a couple things, what what they do when they do interviews on Zoom and all that stuff. And it's very interesting uh, because... The workflow is no different than what the YouTube ecosystem is. It's all about using, right, mid-range equipment, uh, technology, and just you know trying to deliver uh, value. Now, the big difference between me, for example, and Seth Myers is that I don't have. Eight production people in the background getting these files and editing <laughs> the videos, and maybe I should do that. No, but I mean, you can see here how the technology has gone up to a point, and that's the and that's the thing. Is it the best? No, obviously not. When you have real production type equipment, you get production quality, but there's a cost to that, and we're seeing right now. And I'm very comfortable watching the news. Or watching a whole bunch of stuff where it's just people in their homes. And as long as they're using decent equipment, uh, if I'm extracting the entertainment out of that, or how-to, whatever, that's fine by me. Avoiding chores! We were talking about last few episodes about the camping season coming up. And if you saw the video that I did uh, about a month and a half ago... I went through my truck camping gear, and a couple things I had mentioned that I shared between my truck camping set or kit and our family camping kit, which I start need to start looking at because we're going to be going out here for a number of days here coming up. And there were two areas that uh, I had indicated in the video where I would like to get an upgrade uh, because at the start of every camping season, I have a fever. And the fever is I need new gear replace the old gear that's how it works so i had two things identified in the truck camping video which i swap out with my family kit and basically what can i do to uh, you know supplement that so basically I, i i came down to the uh cook set right now we're using a gsi bugaboo camper cook set which is a very nice nested um pots, like a three liter pot, and then you got a one and a half liter pot. And then inside of that, you got four cups and nested in that, four bowls, and then you got plates and the pot holder and a frying pan. And then all that goes into this nice basket case, which you can use as a wash basin. Very good design, comes in a whole bunch of different flavors. Uh, it's been an absolute fantastic cook set and I use it all the time when I'm doing solo or when we're out with the family. We're three. And I think that is pretty good. There's a couple of things I, I and I actually did review on a couple of years ago, pretty much holds true, right? The cups and the bowls are in, are in pie shape because they got to fit around uh, the pot to get nested in, so they're not the best items. Now the flip side is that they are graduated or graduated. They they basically have the markers to tell you if you have a cup or a cup and a half or all that stuff. So if you're mixing, if you're making pancakes for example, and you need some water. Well, there you go. Uh So it's pretty good. Uh, you know, the cups could do a little work. We do have an extra set of uh, stainless steel cups that we use uh, for our drinking purposes. Uh, the fry pan is a little small. You can only do one thing at a time. And the plates are small. So you can only eat one thing at a time. So, but I mean, it's camping, right? You're no, You're not in a hurry. So I had mentioned that uh, since I'm swapping, I'm I'm using it in both situations, solo and family camping. I really wanted to upgrade, uh, my truck camping. So I had mentioned that the Sea the Summit X Set Thirty One, which is a I believe a four piece set, uh, is very interesting. Took a look at it at Cabela's here on the local Cabela's uh, in person because you always got to see the stuff in person, and it is remarkable. This is one of these. Uh, aluminum bottoms with your um, collapsing silicone walls. And Sea to Summit has been pumping this stuff out for the last few years. Uh, They come down with this set, which is very affordable. And I think uh, the pot size is 2.8 liter pot. And then you got two cups and two bowls. And then you have a lid, strainer lid at the top. And everything folds in nicely and clips in. Anyway, the packed, the packed size is like an inch and a half tall. Compared to the Bugaboo, which is like uh, eight inches or six inches tall, it's it's ridiculous the the size difference and the weight difference. Cost wise, actually ends up being a little cheaper than the Bugaboo, so I'm thinking I'm probably gonna pick that up to put in my uh, truck uh, camping set so that we can use the Bugaboo, and then I might get uh, actually some plates, some plastic plates, and you know what? it's funny. I was thinking, I'll buy one of these expensive uh, Sea to Summit camping plates, but you know what a place that we've been enjoying? uh, We had bought from Ikea some plastic plates for the little one, and these are fantastic, a dollar plate, and we we ended up using them ourselves because they're such a useful plate, good size, has a nice uh, lip there so stuff doesn't fall off. I forget the name of it, but it comes in different colors, plastic, so. You know, uh, sometimes you don't have to go expensive. You can go cheap and that kind of stuff. But the other thing that we had uh, looked at, other than uh, the cook set, would be the uh, the um, power. So uh, right now we have a variety of power banks, uh, 10,000, 20,000 milliamp hours. And for the last year or two, I've kind of been hinting that I kind of want to get my hands on something a little bit bigger, a little bit big power station. So, something in the Goal Zero uh, area. Of course, there's the do-it-yourself battery boxes that you can do. Um, I would prefer just to buy it. I've been costing things out, and it's like, it's gonna take me just as long, I might as well just go buy one. And uh, I've noticed that Goal Zero, they've been updating a few. of their. Uh, I think it's called a Yeti or Sherpa, one of the other two. Uh, I think it's 100X, uh, basically brand new USB-C ports, inverter ports, plugins. Uh, it also has that use that we can use it here at the house if the power ever goes out, right? Uh, power does go out uh, during storm, during hurricane season here or when, when it gets down to tropical storm level. Uh, so we definitely do benefit of having some power in the house, and and it's a small. It's they're getting smaller now. They're, they're I think they changed the the battery type for these new ones, and I think they reduced the size by I think twenty or thirty uh, percent. It's pretty interesting. Uh, that one I'm still holding out a little bit because it is a sizable chunk. But I mean, it's something that's going to happen. Uh, for us, and and it's can be used in a variety of uh, instances. And that's it for this episode. Hopefully you find it interesting. Uh, you can always leave a comment or if you have a question want me to answer on the Q&A section, you can leave me a voice message. Just go to anchor.fm slash avoiding chores. You can also check out the latest content on avoidingchores.com or on the sister site, gps.training. And uh, I have been uploading some new content uh, on the new Zolio Satellite Communicator. However, you'll find it only on the Zolio YouTube channel. But I created a June playlist on my channel so you can get it that way. And I'll eventually add it uh, to the Zolio post that I have here on the website. Probably noticed I didn't have the boys on for this week. This is the lockdown scheduling dilemma that we're facing here. Trying to get everybody at the same time or find a time. Because we're all in different time zones or different locations. Hopefully, uh, we'll get them next time. But until then, talk to you guys later.